right, you're listening to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Matt Gunn, and today I've got Suhas Reader and Brittany Brown with me on the show. We're going to talk about holiday shopping season, particularly around Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the everyone's favorite time of the year, deal season. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Suhas. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey. All right. So, Suhas, you and I were chatting recently, and you brought up some really interesting numbers about holiday shopping, specifically around how it's changed or how customers are looking for or shopping for products. Do you want to kind of discuss sort of what the season looks like going into this year? Yeah, it's interesting. There was a survey by Retail Me Not, which, if you know, is, is one of those kind of deal aggregator sites. And they did a survey about consumers in the holiday shopping season. One of the interesting stats was that 81% of consumers use up to six channels to shop for the holidays. Six channels. Yeah, six channels. And those include things like search engines, deal apps, which are different from the retailer's apps, right? And then word of mouth, traditional media like newspapers and magazines, and social media as well. And so there's a lot of different ways to kind of influence shoppers more than ever. And it seems like consumers are using all of these different media that are available to them to find the best deals possible. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. You know, you're talking about buying or shopping, which is different than buying, right? So you're right. I use all of those mediums when I shop. I do as much research as possible, and then I tell all of my friends exactly what I want after I've done all that research. Yeah, this is kind of interesting in the context of this idea of we've often talked about the all-powerful consumer nowadays, and it's how it's just supply chains and retail and all of these different industries have shifted the power into the hands of the consumer and this is kind of a cool example of the fact that knowledge is power, right? So the more channels that you have, you as a consumer have a better ability to make a purchasing decision based on that, right? I mean, do you think this is going to become an increasing trend as, as we get like different types of technologies giving us even more channels? We're just going to somehow accommodate all of these different things like VR. Are we going to be buying stuff from VR? Things like that. I think that's a great point. And so, you know, we move closer to this sort of world of always on or ambient commerce where really you're not dictating how or when a person shops anymore, but opening up the world of possibilities for them to research and to compare and to read reviews and to, you know, look for the products they buy at the price that they want and at whatever delivery method they want too. So I think, yes, somewhat you do want to be in those places. I mean, you know, for how long has it been that retailers have been in magazines or printing catalogs or doing some of those really traditional things? And two, it speaks to that power of, you know, that community, whether it's through social, whether it's, you know, through other retailers, if you're a brand and your products are in many places, or the idea that, yeah, there's this area where it somewhat if you're not putting your products out there and talking about them, someone else is. And that could be a missed opportunity for you, or it could be an opportunity for someone to put the wrong words out or the wrong signals about what you're trying to sell and how you're trying to sell it to this greater world that extends well beyond your stores. It's almost this internal competition we have where we're like, I know what I want and I'm going to find the best deal for it. So maybe where you didn't typically follow a brand or a company on Twitter, you start following them because maybe one day they post something and you get 20% off and, and we're all sort of hungry for that and always vying for that opportunity to get the best deal possible. 
It's interesting that you bring up that concept of following some of these brands with the hope that you're going to snag a deal because now deals are everywhere. Previously, it seemed like Black Friday was the day, right, where you would get these crazy deals. It was the holiday for shopping. And then after that was, you know, Cyber Monday came up as this online e-commerce equivalent of Black Friday. But interestingly, now you actually have more of a, a season, an entire season of holiday specials and deals that pop up weeks before and weeks after Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And, you know, a lot of retailers are kind of extending their promotional periods for weeks and also having some of these surprise things where, you know, if you repost a tweet or something like that, you'll get a better deal. So that, that kind of dovetails with this idea of ambient commerce that you were bringing up, Matt, because it's not just the channels, but it's also the approach that retailers are taking, which is to sort of feed into that consumer demand throughout the entire season. Yeah, absolutely. In a way, it's, you know, you're just trying to capture a moment. You're trying to capture a person at the moment when that demand for whatever it is that you're selling is so much that they want to buy it now, that they want to bring that product home or have it delivered to them or whatever. And so without having great targeted pinpointed data on each individual customer, you end up having to cast a wider net because one of the best ways to bring someone in is to show that you have a really nice offer for that product of the season or whatever it may be. And so, yeah, it has, it's blurred the lines and extended it. It's not just about Black Friday being, you know, the day when all retailers are now suddenly profitable. It's about the season really being crunch time to make your numbers and to be able to deliver on that stuff. But I don't know. I mean, I think when you go into it, it's not just the shopping experience either. There's big supply chain implications too. If you're extending that season and if you're making those shopping windows longer and putting more deals out there at a single time, I mean, would you agree on that, Brittany? Yeah, ab absolutely. There's a proliferation of deals, right? And that's in quotes. Um, consumers are smarter. They're so educated at this point and they know that you had the same deal a week ago. And so I think companies are, are looking at this and trying to have a better plan to put together, not just around Black Friday, not necessarily even just around the season, but their long-term supply chains, where their products are, when they're there, and the deals that are associated with them to protect their margins and also to keep their customers happy, right? It's about customer service meets margins. So that, given that, I sort of have a naive question, which is that how can... How can retailers afford to do this, right? Where previously, if it was Black Friday, okay, you're discounting TVs at like 50% off and you might be taking a hit on those margins, but it's only a limited quantity. It's only for one day. But now if you're going to have sales, maybe not that intensively, but sales throughout the entire holiday season, how are these retailers making sure that they're not losing money? So I think your question's great. And I, maybe I have like a rhetorical question back, but aren't they losing money? We're sort of seeing in... Retail has become much more, uh, there are fewer retailers. We see retailers going out of business a lot. And so are they making money? Is this new trend killing them? I don't know. Yeah, it's tough because ultimately I think you kind of have an idea that demand is coming, but in the supply chain, especially going upstream, you have to be planning that stuff well in advance. And so you have to make sure that you're placing the right bets and not just something based on last year's performance, because it's no indicator of future success, about what it is that you're going to make the it product of the next season. 
because there's one thing about having the inventory ready and available and what people want aligned with those wants and having a lot of extra inventory sitting in a warehouse that you have to mark down dramatically just to get it out the door too. It's a lot of fine tuning farther down the supply chain to be able to make those things happen. I think for consumers, we see this and we're like, this is about the holiday season. But when you think about it, these companies have placed these bets about what the season's going to look like a long time ago. If they're making their products in China, it does not take, you know, 12 days for it to get here. It takes, you know, close to three months from production to to being on the shelf. So that's a bet that they're placing a long time ahead of time. And when we look at the changing market, they could be making the wrong bet. And that has serious financial implications that will affect them for a couple annual seasons. Yeah, in a way, it's it's a matter of knowing what's coming up in the future. And so no one can really tell you that. So you have to really rely on the data that you have in your supply chain that you have about your customer, I think. And then you really have to know your manufacturers and your suppliers and be able to secure the best possible price for volume way ahead of time if you are going to make that that leap and to be able to put that premium product out there in front of a large customer base on the right day. Yeah, and I think this also then starts to get very specific into the types of industries or the the types of retailer that we're talking about. A Walmart or a Best Buy, they're going to be very focused on the right price for the right product at the right time. More niche or specific retailers, they're going to be very focused on having that right product and the right amount of that product. And that's a harder thing to bet. Walmart always has some of these products in stock. They have this inventory already there. Maybe they just need more of it at the right price. But for maybe a specific type of athletic wear retailer, that's going to be very different the way they plan their season. Yeah. It's almost like certain companies have to be able to reduce the production time window, right? So that depending on, let's say if it's an apparel maker, depending on whatever the winter season fashion trend is, they want to reduce the time from when they have to make those decisions about what they're going to produce to when they go on sale as much as possible, shrink that time window. But then other ones like these big box retailers, they're going to have products that are in some ways like evergreen, right? Like a a 4K HDTV is probably going to be fairly modern for most of a year. And it's just if they have a, a backlog of inventory on, the, you know, of those products, they can discount them at various periods and, you know, exactly. more or less probably sell them all. Um, and that's a really good point. They can do some of this almost after the fact, right? Oh, look, we have X amount of additional TVs of inventory. Let's heavily discount this. They can almost direct the demand. Not all retailers have that same ability to direct that demand. Yep. So it's kind of interesting because then if we're talking about supply chains, it's really, there is no one size fits all model for retail companies, right? No, not at all. Not for retailers and not for manufacturers. They need to be looking very specifically at their historicals, but also then the trends that really affect and drive their profitability and their revenue and their margins. It's going to look different for each kind of retailer. So what would help them get a better sense of those trends and also, you know, their ability to retool their operations to fit those trends better? It's a good question. I think in, you know, a very broad sense, having good data makes a huge difference. And that's going to carry you in so many different places now as a retailer, because that's going to 
show you what's happening in your supply chain, how your supply chain is performed, and give you a better sense of who the customer is down the road. I think when you're focusing, and Matt's point is spot on, I think, and very poignant, and it's where you're looking at that data. So both upstream and downstream in your supply chain. So as upstream as possible, what do you have on hand? What do your suppliers have on hand in regards to inventory? But then not even downstream, but with the customer, what have you sold historically? What are you likely to sell looking at those numbers? And if you can have those be very accurate, I think you can have room to play around with how demand will be for the season. But if you don't have both the customer data or the upstream data with your suppliers, you're taking some shots in the dark. And that's that risk that we talked about earlier and that sort of like placing bets. And I think, you know, as a retailer, you also have to acknowledge that, no, not all of those sales are going to happen in one day or at one time and in one place. Having the right offers at the right time will matter a lot. And again, having that view of the customer helps you get there. I think that I recently read that we've reached the tipping point, that according to a Deloitte's annual holiday survey, this year it's going to be 51% of shopping during the holiday season happens online, not just in stores. That doesn't mean they're not using stores. That doesn't mean that they're not showrooming or researching or talking to an associate or even buying something online and picking up in store. So that world has changed too. So you have to prepare for it and prepare for that flexible, much more connected and engaged customer. You're right now, kind of people are moving away from the idea of one channel competing with another channel. And the fact that these channels might have some sort of synergistic effect for shoppers is starting to become obvious with all of those different models that you just explained. But it's also interesting because in this Retail Me Not survey, they actually found out that consumers are planning to spend an average of, I think it was about $740 this year during the weekend that runs from Black Friday to Cyber Monday. And that's actually up from last year where uh, the average was about $500. So as these channels are increasing, I guess the good news for retailers is that if they can master it, there seems to be a trend that, you know, as there are more channels available to shop, shoppers will shop more which is probably a silver lining in all of this, right? Absolutely. And I think that that's just an evolution. And it's, again, kind of taking this bigger view on what shopping really is and what your goal is as a retailer and what really you're serving. At the end of the day, it always comes back to that one customer at at the end of it. It's not easy. But like you said, the projections right now is that this will be a good shopping season in 2017. While physical retail is going through big changes or while e-commerce is now transforming itself as well and moving into different areas and different ways of getting products to people, I think that there is that silver lining. But it's a matter of changing your perception over what that supply chain and what that network really is. Silver lining. You guys are so optimistic for the holiday season already. I love it. And I'll be the other side of this. I think there will be winners and there will be losers. And it'll be interesting to see come the beginning of the year who won and who lost. And then, you know, we can take this sort of very academic approach and say, why did they win? Why did they lose? What was their presence online? How do they do with in-store sales and compare and, you know, look at strategies for the next year? Great. Well, I think that we covered a lot of ground here. Any other final thoughts as we wrap up our special Black Friday edition? Supply Chain Radio. No, I think happy shopping to everybody. Yeah, good luck getting those deals out there. (laughs) 
All right. Thank you for listening to Supply Chain Radio. Find us on iTunes or your favorite podcast network. And for any news tips or advice on shopping and special deals out there, hit us up on email at scr.podcast at info.com. Happy holidays. And thank you for listening. <laughs>